I'm glad you've joined us for this edition of Until All Have Heard with Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepard. Boy, do we have a special story to tell today. Ed, you sat down recently with a gentleman that we're going to meet today in a conversation that we'll play in a moment, but I'm so excited to share this with everyone. Well, actually, there's so much more I'd love to share than is revealed by the interview. A lot of it we can't talk about for security reasons. Um, and it's a difficult interview to listen to because uh, our, our guest's English is not that great. However, I want to point out the fact that English is probably his seventh language. Wow. And, <laughs> and he, he will tell me, you know, he speaks Thai and Mian and all these languages, some of which I've never even heard of. But so the fact that he's able to communicate in English to me is a miracle. It's amazing. Yeah. And let me add to that, because if you listen carefully to what he's saying, you will be blessed today. Believe me, you'll be rewarded with a story of what someone I consider to be an unsung hero. Yeah. There's one point I really want to make for people to have in their mind as they're listening to the program. One of the primary reasons that our broadcast is effective in this rural, distant region is that we're broadcasting in their local language. So these are people who never, ever, ever would have heard their local language on the radio if it wasn't for FEBC broadcasting into that ethnic minority language. And when they hear their language, it doesn't matter what they're talking about, they're going to listen. And so yeah, their ear is tuned immediately, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So it's the initial appeal to get people listen. And then, of course, it's the content that delivers the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about the man we're going to meet here in a moment. Napakun is a dear friend of mine. He served with FEBC for many, many years. Um, he is one of the most humble servants I've ever met, never complains about anything never complains about hard work, and you'll hear examples in this story about how hard he works, how he sacrifices himself for the Lord. And at the very end of the story, I think my favorite part is the example that you'll have to listen for, but it's how he demonstrates that he's willing to give his listeners the shirt off of his own back. Wow. And for those of you who have participated in the Give a Radio program, making radios available to listeners who would otherwise never be able to own a radio, he's giving a report on uh, on the, the final journey of these radios and putting them into the hands of listeners in these far-flung places. So let's turn to the interview now, recorded very recently as Ed uh, talked with our friend Rob. So the people living in northern Thailand... Do most people in those regions actually have a shortwave receiver, a, a radio as such? Quite difficult for them to to find out, to have one the shortwave video. If they want one, they can they go to the city and buy it. And at the moment, it's a quite difficult to find out. But market in the shop, they don't have much about a shortwave video. So I, I'm aware that you do some radio distribution. You want to talk a little bit? Not about distributing radios in the rural regions there? We order from China and then they bring the radio to 6,000. 6,000 radios? 6,000 radios. Wow. Wow. So FEBC buys the radios, bring them out of China yeah, into Bangkok, and then your people uh, ship them up to Chiang Mai, and from there you distribute them into the people groups. 
Yeah, that's right. Are these pre-tuned, Knopp? Is it fixed to the FEBC signal on the radio? Uh, not fixed in the FEBC station radio, but uh, you can listen to another channel. So, but we have a sticker in there. In the uh, we put in the radio that we give to them. Okay. And they they, they can listening on our what channel or what number. They can file out. Sure, that sounds to me like a good strategy. If people don't have the radios and you're putting the programs on shortwave, give them a radio Mm -hmm. and tell them where to listen. And it seems to work, does it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) Do you you get a lot of responses, Nop, from those people in those regions uh, about your programs? Do they write or how do you stay in touch with the listeners? Quite many people, they are calling in. Then they talk to us about uh, what they're listening to our radio. That's mm. a quite, quite, because we have many cases and, and, and many listening their content. Mm. Yeah, quite, quite many, quite many people. Mm. But some of the people is, uh, they're living quite far from the, uh, I don't know, we don't know, they don't have the uh, mobile phone signal, so they, they cannot phone in. Yeah. I see. Just sometimes going to visit them, and then we know, yeah. oh, there are people, they are listening to our program. I see. Now, in some of these language groups, you've shared with me in the past that we have uh, social media apps where people are listening on Facebook Live or something like that. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's right. Then, um, that's people, they are living in the city or not quite far from the city. Yeah, that that's people is they're listening through our Facebook Live and some listening to our YouTube. Yeah, but some of them is uh, our another country like uh, China. They are living, they are listening by the uh, WeChat because we are putting our program in the new media in the WeChat. WeChat. Also Facebook. It, WeChat is sort of a Chinese version of of Facebook for those of you who haven't heard of WeChat. Yeah, because China, they cannot find on the Facebook or YouTube. So we put it on the WeChat, so it can go to China. So radio, uh, even though you're broadcasting in a language that from Thailand, radio transcends geographic boundaries, doesn't it? The radio doesn't care what country it's going into. As long as you're broadcasting in the language that the people can understand, that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's fantastic, and and the number of responses you're getting, I've seen some of these social media pages, and even in rather small people groups, you're getting huge numbers of followers and downloads. You want to share a little bit about that? Many people are listening on the new media because uh, like uh, this year from the January to now, in the first January to now, it gets about a million people to listening on the. On the new media, on the Facebook and YouTube. Uh, yeah, a million, a million. million. So this is on your new media channels. It's interesting you're having all these listeners now in new media, but yet really, would you say, not that it's because of the shortwave radio that people are aware of your broadcasts and understand how they can get more of your uh, Bible teaching on the radio? You see, you have a lot of Italy people um, they are living quite far from the city. So they need they need the lady to listening to our program or our Bible teaching. 
they are living quite far. There are some of them is a internet is a cannot be there. Okay. Not going there. Yeah. So some that they have to use the our lady old to to listening to our program. When you say radio, you mean shortwave, is that right? Yeah, shortwave. People here in the U.S. think, wow, shortwave radio is old technology. But what we're hearing from NOP is in regions like uh, northern Thailand and in some of these extremely remote places where the uh, ethnic minorities are living, shortwave radio is still very relevant and very, very current to them. Right, NOP? Yeah, uh, not just in the North Thailand, because in the in the north of the Myanmar and in the Shan States, there are quite many people using the church web radio mm-hmm. listening to our program, mm-hmm. also the Bible teaching. So some of them say uh, in the COVID situation, so they cannot go to church and they cannot uh, to meet the Christian people or their pastor. Some so they listen. They say it's a lady or like their pastor that they're listening every day, so that we we heard from from them. They are talking to us. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen some pictures, Nop, of of you guys going out into these uh, remote places and distributing radios. Uh, why don't you explain for our listeners a little bit about what that's like? I mean, what happens when you? show up in a village, and how do they know you're coming, and, and what do you do? Oh, they are really happy. You know? They are really excited, really happy. Because some pairs, some village, we have talked to them before we are going to, but some know we just play, just get into the village. And they start. So we are saying we are giving the lady all to them. Oh, they are really happy. That's a... They cannot buy it. They cannot uh, buy it. So uh, if they have one, they'd be really happy to have the short web radio. Like they, like they have the new friends, something like that. Yeah. So they have the new thing. That they can listening and they can uh, buy out what they want to hear or something like that. Nop shares with you today that the people are really happy and they gather and they're excited about the radios. But let me share with you what I've seen. Entire villages of people show up because they've been notified that FEBC staff are going to come and distribute radios. And I've seen people with tears running down their cheeks because they know how important this is to get them the word of God. One of my Mm. favorite quotes came from a man. We gave him a radio and he said, he said, you see, we have no pastors and we have no Bibles. And we depend on this radio for the word of God. And so Nop says they're very happy. And I think that's a tremendously humble statement on his part because they are unbelievably grateful to get a radio because it delivers God's word to them. Right, Nop? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, we don't, I don't want to talk too long, but it's very important for me that our listeners hear Nop a little bit about uh, your dedication. And I mean, you and I've, talked about a lot of different stories. Could you share just briefly about some of your trips into some of these rural regions and what you have to do to get there and get radios and get broadcasters with those languages to be able to put these programs together? Just share with them a little bit about what that looks like. When I went to, 
another country, is not, and they are living quite really far. And the police and the army is so their liar. They are blocking us, so we have to go and uh, uh, keeping ourselves don't don't show to them like that. So, uh, so, so what you what you're saying, Nop, is that you have to be sort of undercover, inconspicuous. You don't want to be seen. Um. And these are places that are really far out. Are you taking uh, automobiles or buses or motorcycles? How are, you, how are you getting out there? So we have to take the motorbikes. No car. <laughs> so we have, because the, the road is very small. So, oh, so it's, yeah. not, it's not even a road. It's more like a dirt path, is it? Yeah. yeah. So we have to go down about uh, a day to get into the village. A, a day. Um, it, you're riding... Uh, are there two of you on the motorbike, or do you each have your own? They had to took me on the bike, so we had two people on the bike and going to the and probably <laughs> radios as well. Yeah, yeah. We cannot take much to that. Just uh, last time, it takes about fifteen radios with me because the police and they also it's fire fighting us who is coming this village, so we had to keep ourselves safe. So. The people in there, they are putting up to, if we go in there, they didn't say anything. And there are people, they are putting us. If the police coming, so I have to uh, disappear, I have to go with the police. <laughs> you know, I caught many times and I do like that. So I had to go. I had to go in the forens. So you, you, you wouldn't hid somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me just summarize what I, I thought I heard you say. You're you're going to meet people in a village in order to work with the local broadcaster who's getting you content. You spent mm-hmm. a day riding on the back of a motorcycle on a path, not a road. You're just talking about a dirt path. No, no roads. No, not a road. Car, can I? Yeah. Just yeah. people walking and uh, and bike and go. A walking trail, and you're having to avoid the police. Because you don't want to be yeah. seen, and you're you're on the back of the motorcycle for a day, holding mm-hmm. holding radios in your lap. How many times in your life, Nop, have you done that? Oh, quite quite many, quite many times, quite many. And and you stay for maybe a week or even longer with the people to to work with them. Because it's really I have spent just a with them about. Uh, Two day or three day, and then I go to another village. So two, one or two days, so I have to go like that. So, so I be in the in the that area so about uh, ten days, something like oh, that. Wow! And and I'm going to add one detail that that I know about Nop when he goes on these trips and, and and visits a number of villages and two days on the back of a motorcycle, hiding from the police, oftentimes having to hide out in the woods. And one of the other staff have shared with me that when Nop does that, he's getting ready to come home. These people are so poor and in such rural places. He leaves everything he has with him, including his spare clothing, so that he leaves that with the village as a gift to them. And they deeply appreciate it. So he's literally giving these listeners the shirt off of his back. And I I know of that story. And so we use that term fondly here in the United States, but I've seen it. It's the way Knopp lives and works, and he does that all for the purpose of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with 17 different language groups in his country 
who haven't heard the gospel. Okay. You are a wonderful inspiration to those of us here in the United States that have no idea what it's like serving Christ yeah, where you live. Yeah, I think so. The U.S. people cannot understand and they cannot see, see something like this. So, so Nop, as we, we wrap up, how could our listeners pray for you? We pray for uh, the gospel of the good news can go to these uh, 17 languages people. We want them to hear the good news from our uh, radio. That's, uh, that's uh, the target. That's what uh, we want. That's our goal. We want them to hear <laughs> good news in the, this language, this people group. Mm. Pray, we pray for that. And we pray for uh, our attorney uh, worker. So uh, they are working quite hard. Uh, they are living in the village. Some of them is uh, living in another in the country. It's a very secret. They cannot tell they are what they are working, what they are living. So and mm-hmm. uh, like they are working there at the car and something like that. So we pray for our staff in in South Asia. Mm-hmm. So we pray for that. We pray for uh, this radio so that we giving out and can bring the good news to, to, to them. And we want uh, these people can come to Jesus and believe him. So that, that's our goal. Thank you, Nop. It's been a privilege to be with you. Thank you very much, Ed. Well, Ed, as I listen to that conversation, it's so humbling, isn't it? I mean, here's a man who's doing everything he's doing with, I mean, in such difficult circumstances, and yet, he has joy in serving Christ. That's a real challenge to me. Mm. Mm. That's who he is. That's who many of our staff there in Thailand and around the world are like. Uh, I just, whenever I think of, of NOP, I think about the definition of dedication. And it's this picture I have in my mind of him holding 17 radio sets on his lap, riding on the back of a motorcycle driving on a slippery, muddy path through hill country. That's unbelievable. In the pouring rain with a helmet on so no one recognizes him, 24 hours on the road to get to a small village because they care so much for those few listeners that they're willing to do that. Yeah. And never a hint of a complaint of any kind. He's just serving Christ with his life, doing what he's called to do. That's that's just an amazing story. Thank you for bringing that to us. It's a privilege. And I can assure you that if you could see his face when he was telling those stories, he never stops smiling <laughs> because the joy of the Lord is filled every cell in his body. Well, there are more stories like this to be heard. And we have some of them on our website, of course. And I hope you've uh, explored those at febc.org febc.org. That's also where this podcast is based. But of course, you can also uh, subscribe to this podcast through Apple and Google Play so that it shows up automatically on your smartphone. Check that feature out as well. Thanks for listening. Ed, thank you. I'll talk next time. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Wayne. And what a pleasure to be able to share with our listeners the good work that God's inspiring people around the world to do. This has been Until All Have Heard. Special thanks to Jonathan Mortiz and Joe Carlson for their help here today. I'm Wayne Shepard. We'll see you next time right here for Until All Have Heard.